1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast.
3: We coming to 8th time. let get to working, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby.
2: It is still a football Friday. There is still football. There's good football. I'm excited for this weekend for these conference title games, man. Welcome in everybody on a football Friday. Sean
3: Pendergast, Seth Payne. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Uh, Good morning. You know, you say there's good football and yet the Lions are a a pretty big underdog to the 49ers, Mm -hmm. but uh, they've, they've got that riverboat Dan element to them. These gamblers, these risk takers that they, you could easily foresee them pulling it off. And there is a little bit of the Lions that it just uh, reminds me of the Texans in uh, the the type yeah. of coach that they have. Even those guys that have different personalities. There's still guys that are more about just like creating a culture. And then um, defensively, the Lions are a bit. They're a lot like the Texans. They stop the run real well, but it's because their linebackers are suckers for the play action. So the the Forty Niners who are hellacious with play action. That's the that's the big opportunity for them today. Yeah, or, uh, this weekend. Excuse
2: yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm. Uh... I don't think the Lions are going to win. I think ultimately pressure on Jared Goff is what's going to do them in. He's just a way different quarterback when he's yeah. got he's got things going on around him in the pocket and the Niners can cause a lot of things in the pocket for an opposing team. So I don't think they're going to win, but I would love for them to win and I am rooting for the Ravens unequivocally in the AFC title game.
3: I yo yeah. I think boy, have you seen any polls? I bet outside of Houston or like outside of your own polls. I'm betting like Eighty percent of NFL fans want the Ravens. Yeah, to the
2: I, I I just feel they've become the new Patriots, but not yeah. but but a kind of a more a more annoying version of them. You know, with all the pomp and circumstance going on around the team.
3: I think the only thing holding back the Ravens at this point is maybe people who don't want to be proven wrong on Lamar Jackson. Right, right, which right. which I get. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm I fall prey to that all the time. I yeah. try I try to fight against it, and then I remember, hey, it's just sports, baby. But yeah. with uh, yeah, I think the the Ravens. It's weird that the Ravens would be an underdog, given that they've had a pretty damn good century. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, the Chiefs have been to six straight AFC championship games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I respect. It's hard to pull that off and remain beloved, except for teams like the Astros. Right. Very few teams are beloved nationally like the Astros (laughs) after having that much success getting to the semifinal round.
2: Yeah, it accentuates just how amazing it is that the Astros have remained this lovable to the United States while while enjoying all this success. That's a really good point, Seth.
3: I yeah. try to remind that to Kansas City fans all the time. Like, hey, I, I, I feel for you guys. Not everybody can be as beloved as the Astros mm-hmm. despite extreme success. Yep, yep,
2: yeah. absolutely. So um, so you can hear both those games on Sports Radio 610 this week. And also, I, I mean, I'm already thinking ahead. Maybe it's because the – I don't know why. The Texans this year have leaned into, hey, this is who they're playing next year. Maybe because people are excited about the team. I guess you don't really lean into, hey – it looks, when you have a team like you did the last three years, it's more like, here's what the death march looks like next, next year. That, now it's the Texans a- are putting out graphics like, hey, everybody, this is what the home schedule is. They've already asked Amy for her money for her season tickets for next year. That's yeah. that's due like the week strike, after the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> strike the iron is hot. Yeah, the days, that, the days look, of look.
2: them dropping the prices are over. I will mention that as well, which I understand.
3: I understand. No, honestly, though, they it's an exciting schedule to trump up, like, it, you know. To your point, yeah, it's not like they're gonna <laughs> roll hey guys, I just wanna just wanted to break the bad news to everybody. It's a lot harder next year. Yeah. Uh like the, there's marquee quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's nothing sells football like marquee quarterbacks.
2: Well, and and the point I was gonna make was three of these four teams that play this weekend are on the Texans mm-hmm. schedule next year. Uh they play the Ravens and the Lions at home and they play the Chiefs on the road
3: next year. You know what that says? Advantage us. Yeah, because uh, the Texans coaches can sit at home and, and get their advanced study. They've got these more other film. Teams all, Yeah, yeah. These, other, these other teams are all worried with their selfish pursuit of glory this call, weekend, Seth. whereas the Texans yeah. can actually just kind of start studying in advance. Good
2: call. Good call, Seth. Um, as far as news yesterday goes, I think the man, I don't want to jinx it. There's only two openings left in the NFL for uh, NFL jobs, the uh, commanders and the Seahawks, both of whom, both of whom are interested, or at least have Bobby Slowick on the list. But I feel like the biggest threat, if you're somebody who wants Bobby Slowick back, and I think you should if you're a Texan fan, I think we want continuity for year two of CJ Stroud. Those two clearly work well together. There's a lot Bobby needs to improve on, but he did a lot of good things this year, too. I think the biggest threat has been neutralized. The Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank. The owner had Bobby Slowick in his home yesterday for an interview with all yeah. the muckety-mucks from Atlanta, interviewed him, and then at least outwardly it appeared turned around and hired Raheem Morris.
3: <laughs> so, out of nowhere. Out
2: of nowhere. even yeah. on the odds board? Yeah, yeah, no, he he was on the list, Raheem Morris. Well,
3: uh, but now that's when I got nervous when I found out that Bobby was at... That's a good call. I'm going to see where he was. I'm
2: going to see where he was on the odds board, though. Let's see how these odds make yeah, did. Yeah,
3: because... And this, I, I, you love You love looking at the future 's odds, and I try not to kill your joy on this, but my god they 're so bad when it comes to future hires I, I, What was Belichick two weeks ago? It was all but a given that Belichick was going to be the coach of the Falcons. my God, but he I was minus
2: ner- two hundred yeah, yeah yeah,
3: where I got nervous was. That Bobby Sloak was at Arthur Blank's house, and I don't know if they were doing that with everybody else, but immediately your mind goes to, oh yeah, Mike McCarthy and his slumber party at the Jerry Jones mansion. You know, like Jerry Jones got Mike McCarthy at his mansion, and they had a little old sleepover, probably cooked s'mores up over the fireplace or something, <laughs> yep. over the ninth fireplace. And by morning, Mike McCarthy was his. So uh, you know, a guy like Arthur Blank starts putting the moves on you at his house. You, who knows what's going to happen?
2: Okay, here here is here are the odds on. This is. Um, this is uh, about a week and a half ago. Okay, odds on the next Falcons head coach, Bill Belichick, minus one fifty. Yeah, which means you got to risk one hundred fifty bucks to win a hundred. It means he at that point it means he's a pretty heavy favorite. He's like it's like a sixty percent chance he gets the job. Eric yeah. Bieniemy was number two on the list. I don't even know yeah. that he got an interview. Bobby Slowick was three, tied with Jim Harbaugh, Kellen Moore, and Mike Vrabel. Ben Johnson, Raheem Morris was seventh on the list. Okay, okay, so he was on the he was on the radar. Uh,
3: yeah, it's a come from behind story for the ages, right there. I was like, do, you, uh,
2: do you um do you and, and I'm it, look I'm I'm I don't have blinders up on these odds boards. I just think they're fun to look at, like yeah. kind of like the stock market, um, but a really janky version of the stock market, admittedly. Um, I feel like it's like a ninety-five percent chance Bobby Slowick is back next year. Now,
3: I get why. Why were you more? Um, Raheem Morris is a defensive backs coach at Cornell in nineteen ninety-nine. I didn't know that. Okay. So why were you? Why were you thinking that the? Uh, that the Falcons were more likely than the than Washington, whereas with, with Washington, Bobby's got you know a, a common bond with the GM there. And just and
2: just chatter that I'd heard, you okay. know, like uh, okay. chatter that you'd heard that Ben Johnson has really, you know, Boomer Osiasen, who I'm guessing knows people, has really been touting Ben Johnson as the guy. And I and I understand this could all be agent BS. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, but Ben John, I think Ben Johnson's a better candidate than Bobby Slowick, probably a more accomplished candidate than Bobby Slowick, mm-hmm. and he's been rumored for the Washington job. Seattle's never really felt like a Bobby Sloak thing, even though and we we had heard chatter that Atlanta really liked Bobby Sloak, and I'm with you when you hear the guys getting invited over to the owner's house for an interview without knowing if everybody else has been invited over to the house, I get a little nervous like yeah. that that's the ultimate like we're not letting this guy go, you know, and so, it was it was bizarre to see the news that they turn around and they hire Raheem the news they hired Raheem Morris. Bobby Slowick probably hadn't even gotten to the airport yet, <laughs> you know, like in Atlanta. Well,
3: with Raheem Morris, there's that unfinished business of you know he had a he like a semi turnaround, an interim coach bump back there in 2020. That's right. And a lot of people felt like Raheem Morris deserved a chance back then. So the I I do like that these teams are just interviewing a boatload of dudes anymore. It's very every the two earliest hires were in house hires. Uh, so and you never got this sense that man teams are rushing or just trying to go after the hot candidate or what have you. I think they're starting to feel it. Like, okay, there's a fit matters. You know, they, let's let's really be sure about this.
2: Yeah.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Um, Carolina found a coach. I think um, I think all things considered, like Carolina, that's not a great job just based on the owner. Unless the owner's gonna change his behavior, yeah. then then that's not a good job. They did about as good as they could expect to do, I think. If they're if if they are of mind to get a young uh, well thought of offensive mind, Dave Canales of Tampa Bay did a really good job, kind of resurrecting Baker Mayfield's career this year. He did a yeah. good job resurrecting Geno. He was part of Geno Smith's resurrection in Seattle, and <laughs> he's, he he has Seth. He has a body of work in which recently he has rehabbed the career of an undersized former yeah. former number one overall pick. You're yeah. hired, Canales. Yo, you know, so Canales. Everyone good.
3: This feels a little bit like uh lane kiffin to the raiders and that lane kiffin was young enough i mean lane was lane was like in his early 30s wasn't he he was absurdly young yeah but uh, i i felt like he was young enough and he knew that he wouldn't be blamed if it didn't work out with the raiders because al davis was just such a mess at that point i think dave canales may have gotten counsel that look you got Bryce Young. You can either – people think he's a bust already. You either turn him around and you do great things or they're going to blame this on Tepper, and it's not your fault. So just go ahead. Get that on your resume that you're head coach worthy. Nobody's going to blame you. You'll get another chance Yeah, and get that money. Get that check. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think, too – and I'm going to say this in a, like a very bipartisan way, everybody. Don't get all triggered on me for a minute. But, like, you know, there, I think there are a lot of people that thought – there were people that thought they were going to join Trump's presidency, and uh, and uh, like they they were going to change him, you know. And then they realized, okay, Trump's got a, Trump's a pretty independent dude. <laughs> like, I'm the, so there was turnover. I think Canales might be somebody that thinks he can change Tepper, mm. and and not quite realize how independent <laughs> Good Tepper luck. actually yeah. is. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, I'll stand up to him, and I'll do this or that or whatever.
2: Your uh, your Lane Kiffin theory is a good one. I'd not thought of that. The other thing I would say too, Canales has worked with Dan Morgan, the GM, before. They worked together in Seattle, so at least there's a working knowledge of each other. Uh, yeah, you know they worked together before. It's uh, look, that's as imperfect a job as there is on this market. So if you're Dave Canales, you got to look at the bright side on all this. You know, you hey, you got number one overall pick at quarterback who's probably a little damaged right now. And you've got what at least looks like a playbook to repair damaged quarterbacks. I think it's a good hire for Carolina. Actually, all right, um, off and running.
3: Is, I, honestly, yeah, it's a more exciting hire than I thought they were going to be able to yeah. pull. I yeah. thought was, I thought it was going to be like a, the the Browns when they hired what's his face there a few years ago. The
2: like retread city. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: not Hugh Jackson. No, before the uh, defensive coordinator. Oh, Pettin, Mike Pettin. Yeah, Mike
2: Pettin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this is. Uh, I think it's a good. It's a, it's a good hire. So we're down to two. Washington and Seattle, how you feeling? If you're somebody who wants Bobby Slowick back, Gerard Johnson is still interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs. I feel pretty good they're going to get both those guys back at this point. So we'll see. We'll talk about it more as the show rolls on today. It's a football Friday. We'll dig into the AFC and NFC title games. The AFC title game is going to feature, as always, the announced crew of Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Is there trouble in paradise? The most respected media reporter – lays out how CBS might be viewing their number one announce team right now and it ain't good we will have that for you next
0: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe